to say something and i opened my mouth and then in my brain my brain john was like wait can i say that on a microphone <laughs> even though i know this isn't live and i know that obviously you would take out whatever i was about to say still because i hit record i stopped myself from saying what i was about to say well, I don't know if you noticed this, but I cut out something that I said from last week's episode because I'm like, mm, that could get me in trouble. Oh, I don't remember. You have to tell me when we're done. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you now. No, no, I got to say <laughs> See, I'm oh, so torn on it. It's man. borderline. No, but no, no. Just save it. Just save it. Just save it. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a note at the end of my notes that says, "Tell me what you took out last week." Okay. All right. <laughs> speaking speaking of regretting things that people said, it's the seasonal messy fest known as the Challenge Reunion. Uh, a two-hour that, special. That's a segue. That's a segue. I like Ooh. that. I like that segue. Ending ending on a high segue note. <laughs> I have so many things to say about this reunion, but first of all, oh. I should say that my name is John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander, and I'll say this much, John, we record this Thursday mornings. Yes. Wednesday night. Oh. Because it was like carefree and there's no real spoilers from a reunion show, right? So, not that I was like on the lookout or whatever, but when I noticed that the challenge 34 in Canada was trending over impeachment. I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess this is a pretty all right finale or reunion show. So I, mean, I was looking forward to it. In fairness, it's not an impeachment of our government leader. Still so. though. No, I know that, but I was still stunned by it. I was like, wait, what happened on the challenge reunion show? Right? Because at one point I remember during the raps game, during the raps game, I remember looking and I was like, and I see the votes like actually taking place during the game, right? So yep. at one point I flipped over during the game and I'm looking at the trending topics. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. And then it was maybe a couple hours later on in the night. So maybe like, you know, it's as if people had watched enough of that and then went into their regular television viewing, mm -hmm. right? Do you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. either way, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that made me laugh that is funny um i should say this is you killed it the podcast the, the challenge is it gonna be one of those podcasts today i think is that so what's happening? i think uh, i think i've got that peanut butter and jam high uh from my <laughs> breakfast as we were talking earlier i'm I on just, a vacation high so i'm just like i'm just giddy because i'm probably just gonna like go back to sleep after we do this and feel very good about that decision thanks for repping that in sheldon um, <laughs> i i just want to say off the hop one of the things i really appreciated about this reunion was that they had them come out like two or three at a time so that we mm -hmm. could see their fits Okay. And I thought we okay. should start with that. I'm not uh, mad at that. Okay. Just just some of our thoughts. Off the top, I like Polly's blazer, like that purple blazer that Johnny Bananas later says makes him look like a host from the Hunger Games. 
<laughs> but what was up with Polly's hair? It looked like he had that low pressure shower head from Seinfeld. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna say that shout out to Jamel Hill and Michael Smith when they used to do Sports Center at six o'clock on ESPN. They used to have a segment called Doing Too Much. Mm. That's what I thought when I saw Polly. Hashtag doing too much. Well, he, that outfit. He, come on, man. He had to make up for doing too little during the uh, finale. Ooh, shots fired. I liked Jordan's waistcoat. Like I liked his look, but I did not like his hat. I'm generally anti hat. Like I, I don't like a formal hat. How do you? Where do you stand on hats? I think it's a bold move, right? Like I don't know if I could rock it. I don't know if I could pull it off. But it's definitely a fit. It's definitely a it look is. right now. And I I applaud people who can pull it off. Like, I think he looked like he looked stylish in it. I just don't know if I could pull that off. And it's, to me, definitely a sign of confidence that, like, oh, yeah, I can pull this off. I'm rocking it. And I don't know if I'm that confident that I'd be able to pull that off. I'd just be worried that I look like the man in the yellow hat from Curious George. <laughs> Of all uh, the references, of all the places you could go, that's where you went. <laughs> Curious George. Yeah. Um, I thought that Ashley's dress was killer. Like, that is a amazing dress. She looked great. Yep. I yep. also... That, that was a thing. I also I have to talk about one last fit, and that's Nick Young, who's, first okay, of all... First off, hold on, first off, the fact that we went this long without mentioning... What the hell is Swaggy P doing hosting the reunion show? Like, I mean... Wait, what? I think hosting is a pretty strong term. He looks like... <laughs> it looks like they called Justina Valentine in as a last-minute yeah. replacement. And she had she's like, oh, but I'm babysitting Nick Young. And she had to bring him <laughs> along. Like, he had nothing to say. I should say, I am biased. So... You're going to laugh at this, Sheldon. Oh, but geez. I went to, I recorded the challenge on my PVR, mm -hmm. and I went okay. to watch it this morning, and my PVR only recorded the last hour. So I okay. watched from like the start of hour two, or yeah, the start of the second hour to the end, and then I was able to find the first hour, and I watched that. Okay. So I watched this out of order. And so maybe oh, I was okay. like yeah, more yeah. aware no, of I this. And it's it's funny because I had texted you like two days ago to be like, FYI, it's a two hour thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm the one who fucked it up. But <laughs> I um I have to tell you, just like being aware of that, Nick Young, I counted, he spoke twice in the last hour. It's funny you mentioned that, because I did I did make that note as well. Like Nick Young hasn't said anything in a very long time. And even when Jordan, like, tossed him the layup, like, so what would Michael Jordan do on the court? He was like, I don't know. I was like, I what? noted that, too. <laughs> Justina asked him a direct question, and he just, like, shook his head no. And I bring up Nick Young now because his pants look like they're two inches too short, and he's wearing white socks, which is, like, this is a pet peeve of mine. I hate white socks unless you're like unless they're like gym socks and you're working out like i hate the white socks with like dark pants look 
And like it's, in this instance, it really called attention to the fact that he was like Millhouse with like the flood <laughs> pants. It is also very odd that we're spending so much time discussing Nick Young's look when he was beside Justina. And I'm just saying, like, and she had breasts. a look going. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot going on. And yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> I was going to say something and I'm like, can I say that? I'll, I'll say it. No, I won't say it. But there's a lot going on. And Justina is an interesting character. She definitely has her own style. That hair, that long ass hair. Yeah. Was a look for sure. Yeah, she, she looks good. She's iced out. Yep. She's um, iced out, had the bling going. I, th- I thought it was funny that, generally speaking, and I find this has been the trend since they've started introducing like British competitors, that the Americans are always way better dressed than the Brits. Well, yeah, you can tell the Brits don't really care. They're, they're kind of just there for the... I was surprised there was, wasn't as much bear. Yeah. Overall. Well, yeah. Um, I like that Rogan came out with the Team UK flag. <laughs> like, I thought that was uh, nice. Although, like, he and Rogan, or Rogan, he and Joss and Rogan, you know, like, they look like they were just, like, going out for dinner at, like, a fast food joint. Like, they were, not, and, like, same with Theo. Although, I liked that Theo had on a USA shirt. Like, I thought that was funny. It's a good touch. That was a good touch. Um, How many people did you forget about? Like, oh, when they said so Nicole, many. I was actually like, wait, who's Nicole again? Like, I forgot what she looked like. And the first Nicole that I thought of was Nicole, the firefighter, Laurel. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I, Like, yeah. that's who I thought of. And I was like, wait, she wasn't on this season. I was actually confused. I forgot that Zahida was on this season and Faith was on this season. Yeah, to- I totally forgot about that until you just mentioned it. <laughs> totally forgot about that i i do have an important question sheldon okay how long do i have to wait before i can call theo slick rick no i think you're i think uh, there's enough time that has passed and i think more importantly he seems to be in good spirits about it yeah he seems to be okay about it so i think that's okay and there's worse people to be called than slick rick yeah in the world like just in general do you know what i'm saying in all sincerity, Theo does look like a young slick Rick. Like they have the same like bone structure. Like, like <laughs> if they were to like do a, like a straight out of Compton style movie about like early East Coast rap, if Theo could do a good American accent, then I would cast Theo. He's probably too tall to be slick Rick, but like it's there. Like he look, he's got the hair. He's obviously got the eye patch now. It works. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. When you were like, he really looks like Slick Rick now. They have the same. I thought you were gonna say eye patch. <laughs> You're like bone structure. I totally well, thought you were gonna say eye patch. <laughs> no, I mean like yes, they have the I same know, eye patch. I know. I know. I'm just saying that's what I thought you were gonna say. I'm just saying that there's more to it than that. Like, if I were an eye patch, I don't think I would look like Slick Rick, for oh, at least man. one reason. I think we should test that theory. I think you should take a picture and you should put it on the gram and let the people decide. Sure. I um, will say I used to wear an eye patch because I have a lazy eye. So I, when what? I was when I was a kid, I used to wear an eye patch. Like I used to rock one in like kindergarten. 
what is happening right now? <laughs> what is Were you popping bottles and also like hit yourself in the eye with the cork? Yeah, the popping milk cork bottles. In like, <laughs> kindergarten, like what is happening right now? Oh man, I learn something about you every single time we do this podcast, John. I never cease to, be... to amaze me. I'm just saying that. I'm just Thanks, saying. Sheldon. I'm trying to be more open with my past and my feelings. <laughs> So I'm glad that my therapy is paying off. You and Josh. You and Josh. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to talk uh, about Josh. So the other thing I was going to say, though, as the people were walking in, I still can't believe – I wrote this down. I still can't believe Rogan won. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is forever a champion. Rogan is like Jeremy Lin, just NBA champion. Every time you say their name now, doesn't matter, right? Chris Boucher. NBA champion. Rogan challenge champion. And what's crazy is because the prize money has gone like up and up and up, he is one of the higher like all time money winners by virtue of the fact that like $250,000 is like five times what you would have won a decade ago. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. It's very true. Um, so where where do we start here? We start with Kara. Oh jeez, <laughs> Kara. I guess taking like this is the one part that I really dreaded about this finale. Like, because you knew so many different storylines would always come back around the Polly and Kara. Yes, and despite the fact that they weren't even as annoying this season as they've been on prior seasons which is, I know, might not be saying much. Caro still found a way to be super annoying, even in the reunion. Like, even with time to see how much of a jerk you've come off as during the season, you would think you would come into the reunion and try to, like, make up for it. And instead, it was kind of really weird. Like, the things that she tried to make up for, like, she tried to take the blame for them losing the finale and saying that it's not Polly's fault... It was her fault for not being able to solve the puzzle, which do you agree with that statement, John? No. And I'll tell you why. There was an interview that Jordan did. I want to say it was in like U.S. Weekly. I actually was going to send it to you, but then I decided Us not Weekly? to. Us Weekly? Did you say U.S. Weekly? Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I am the idiot. TMZ oh. one of the group for sure, but I found <laughs> that pretty funny. Um, I'm st- I'm sticking with U.S. Weekly. <laughs> Maybe as people, I don't know. But in it, Jordan said that the lead that they had built from the, that the British, the Team UK had built, was an hour to an hour and a half. Oh. So. Oh. So like when they got to the like snake bed pit, yeah. they like they were all the. Brits, I mean, there's only one actual British person, but the Team UK, you know what I mean? Yeah. Had been there for an hour to an hour and a half before Zach showed up. <laughs> and, like, all the Americans trickled in, right? Like, Zach was the first one there, but and Polly was the last one there. Yeah. So it was, like, two hours before Polly got there. So, like, I guess it's noble of Kara to try to, like, take the blame. But fucking up a puzzle like there's first of all the producers 
reduce that hour lead to a five minute head start and uh. and like i guess car is right because it was reduced to a five minute head start like the americans could have caught them but like Polly put them an hour and a half in the hole yeah no i got you i got you and also like the way that he went about it that had to have an effect on the morale of the team them kind of thinking oh this is over we've already lost right like it just set the tone in a horrible horrible way that even though at the end car might be right if she just solves a puzzle as she thought she could have they might have won i think there was kind of a defeatist mentality already within their team yeah i agree and at the same time, another person who I was not pl- like pleased to see at all was Johnny, who oh. was talking mad shit about Polly crashing hard. But I honestly think Johnny should shut his mouth. Like he wasn't there; <laughs> he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Like in all seriousness, Johnny is in the reunion. Obviously, he likes to be the center of attention. He likes and like I'll give him this: he's witty. Like he has funny things to say. Yep. He had good one-liners. He did have good one-liners. I liked his joke about Polly looking like uh, one of the hosts from the Hunger Games. Like, he is funny, but he's trying so hard to make a season that was definitively not about him, about him. Correct. No, right? that's fair. Like, he was that's on, what, fair. three episodes? And we have him weighing in on things that he was not around for weeks like he was long gone by the time they ran the finale. So You know what? I I agree with you, John, but the one thing I will say is that as the champ, as the like face of the franchise, as like the most winningest player, it does give him a little more leeway than other people. So if this was like someone else, doing that i'd probably be right there with you and like dissing them like yo shut up why are you even talking but the reality of this reality show is that they've made him the face of the franchise right like it's not like they put him in the back row right because he was barely on this season he still has a front row seat right beside the host right so it's he's still the franchise in that sense he's still the familiar face that at the end of the day, a lot of people are still going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, there's Johnny. I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. So then um, we moved on to Polly. Well, it's sort of like people taking runs at each other online. And it starts with yep. Polly calling out Johnny and Jenny for disappearing into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And Johnny was visibly pissed at this because he is dating Morgan now. And Johnny says yes. that like there's only so many bathrooms uh, in the house on the challenge. Yeah. And that like people have to use the washroom at the same time all the time. And I have to say, like, what was your impression of Johnny and Jenny's defense? It was interesting, because you're right. Like he did look very angry when this was being brought up. And when it cut to Jenny, it was kind of, kind of the same, right? That she was just kind of like, this is kind of ridiculous, mm-hmm. but their explanation makes sense, right? Like their explanation makes sense. Like you're in a house with a bunch of people 
And just because they were in the bathroom for 10 minutes and then they cuddled afterwards, I would almost feel like the bathroom is the lesser of the two evils if I'm talking about why I would think they were cheating. Right. And like she yeah. was in a relationship as well, too. Right. But like being in the bathroom is like very like it's kind of ridiculous. And also they were given the opportunity for anyone else on the stage. Like if they agreed with Polly or had any, you know, thoughts that they agreed with Polly in any way and no one else co-signed it. And to me, that seems like something that would be very easy to co-sign if other people thought it happened. Yeah. Right? Like Johnny's not friends with every single person that's there. No. Jenny is not friends with every single person that's there. So they have no reason to kind of like, you know, stick up for it. And, and on top of it, everyone seemed to agree when Jenny said, I'm just flirty with everybody. And I think that that made Polly think as if something was going on with Johnny and he also doesn't like Johnny. So he's looking for something, but she's like, I flirted with everybody in the house. It's just my personality. And they all seem to agree. Everyone laughed. And that was that, like that seemed like the more likely scenario. I agree. I didn't have the, with how pissed they both looked and um, just like, what they said made sense. Kaylee sort well sort of defended because she was like, I was in the washroom too when like Jenny was first in there. Like I I believe Johnny and Jenny. And also Jenny strikes me as an exceptionally honest person. Like she seems like a straight shooter, so I can't imagine that she would get into that shena- that sort of shenanigans. I would also say that Johnny if he did like get up to something like he would not be able to hide his smile you know what i mean like you can tell when johnny thinks he's getting away with something yeah i also just think that johnny at this stage he's been on enough challenge shows to know how to get away with certain things yeah so if he was gonna do that paulie would not be the one that would be in on it or have an inkling of it do you know what i mean i don't know this translates naturally to Nani talking about her issues with Kara, but it, I mean, Kara and Nani are both so explosive that it like falls apart and just turns into shouting. It comes out. Yes, it does. That Nani, oh no, it doesn't happen yet, but like Nani starts to go after Kara and Kara gets defensive when Nani says that she, that she being Kara attacks Nani personally all the time. And I have to point out that Kara gets pissy and defensive about that, but also in this same television program attacks Nani personally later in the episode, later in the re- reunion, when she says that Nani has been sliding into Polly's DMs and like FaceTiming him when she's drunk. Like, am I. Like, you saw that too, right? Like, the hypocrisy and what Kara's yeah. saying? I mean, it's just weird. I don't understand, really, the beef that those two have with each other. I just find it super odd. And, you know, to calling out Kara for being... Calling out Kara was, should have been its own separate challenge this season. And because there's so much. Like, it was easy. It was easy money, let's say. And... <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, like, Nani, 
Nani has always been just the same, right? Like Nani has been the same person. Like she's pretty open about her business whenever she's doing something right or wrong or questionable or whatever. It's not like she's someone who runs and hides from the truth, right? So like, I don't know. She's pretty open about not liking Kara. And as mentioned too, at some point throughout this uh, episode, there was this whole thing about how everyone would come in and they were complaining about Kara this season, even uh, Polly. So I don't know. I, I I really side with Nani, which probably seems super obvious because yeah. I'm not going to side with Kara on anything really, but I don't know. I thought the, how that transitioned into Josh and Polly and them going at each other and, I just found it funny that it took me a second because Josh is trolling Polly super hard and saying that he choked in the finals and all that. And for a split second, I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, Josh won Big Brother. Yeah. Which the and the prize money on Big Brother is like legit. I don't remember if it's a million dollars, but it's a lot. I think it could be a million dollars. Let me look that up. But either way, it was funny as they were going back and forth at each other and Paulie's like, you suck. You did this. You did that. And then Josh is like, Josh, the calculated move by Josh was he didn't say that he won Big Brother. He said Paulie lost at Big Brother 2. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which automatically brings up Big Brother and leads you to, oh, yeah, Josh won Big Brother. I thought that was a very smart chirp by Josh. I think Do you know so what I'm too. saying? I think so, too. I thought it was funny that... Obviously, like, the easy dig on Josh is that he cries all the time and that he's very emotional. And so Polly's throwing that in Josh's face. And he's like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not crying. And then, and like, basically the next segment, they have Wes Skype in. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, obviously, we're Team Wes on this show. But... Wes says that he, you know, they talk about Wes's early exit. I thought he was very funny and charming. He was, for me, probably the highlight of the reunion. And Wes says, like, hey, people of the internet, like, don't be so hard on Laurel and Josh. There's absolutely no hard feelings for them getting rid of me. It is what it is. It's the game. On behalf of the internet, I want to apologize to both of them. Like, it was really unfair, the things that have been said. It is just a game. And then Josh starts crying. Yeah. Which, I mean, I did think it was quite Wes. It was quite nice of Wes to say that. But it's also funny, like, how easy it is to make Josh cry. Yeah. Like, there there are happy tears. Um, No, for sure. And, like, for Josh, I looked it up, and you get $500,000 for winning Big Brother. That's pretty good. So... Yeah, I mean, that's more than the people that just won the challenge got, right? So it's funny in the sense that, again, the way that Josh brought up the chirp of Polly was was funny to me, but also, but I think, too, it's kind of like, you know, even for me, because I always bring up, I have no idea how Josh won Big Brother. He definitely should not have won Big Brother. He won because, for people who don't watch Big Brother, the voting was kind of like Survivor, where, like, everyone else votes for the winner and everyone else was so salty at the other guy in the finals with Josh 
So the other guy really, really, really deserved to win by far, like ran the whole game, manipulated the house, manipulated everybody, but they were so salty that they didn't give him the win. They gave it to Josh, who was arguably the worst player. <laughs> but hey, tell that to his bank account. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that Josh and Polly will ever be friends again? Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. In this reality world where, you know, you're going to need each other at some point, like look at Wes and Johnny and look at their relationship. There's going to be right. Like at certain points you look and you think they hate each other, but then you realize that they, they see that it's mutually beneficial for them to have some kind of relationship or at least be in on the bit. If that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know what Polly said to Josh and I couldn't really tell if Josh was saying that Polly was calling him a Cuban emotional person. Yeah. I couldn't tell if that's what he was saying or not, but either way, clearly Josh was really hurt. And also I think that, you know, Every generation says this, right? The generation that comes after them loses a little bit of class, loses a bit of work ethic, whatever, whatever, whatever. One thing that I think should not go away, but does like lose a lot of its luster is what you say as a man or woman in terms of your word. Yeah. And I know that it's reality TV. I get it. It's a cutthroat game and I get all that. But if I'm Josh and you're my friend and we shake on something and you blatantly just lie to me. Like, I'm not going to be able to shrug that off. Like that's a huge character flaw in someone's personality that you can just do that straight up, blatantly lie to someone's face. But then also to do that, someone that to someone you claim to have a relationship with, I can't mess with that. I can't fuck with that. That's just me. Yeah. And the fact that I'm, one of my problems with Polly and Kara is that they are forever doubling down on their shitty behavior. Yeah. Like yeah. we saw, and we'll get to this. Uh, there's a long discussion about Jordan and his behavior. And like, he, he is not wholly po apologetic, but like owns his behavior mm -hmm. and like tries to explain it. And certainly like we've seen other people on the show apologize or, or say, you know, that they regret things. So for, and, and that I think is the frustration of Polly and Kara. One of the frustrations is that they're forever saying like, I, yeah, I did it and I'll do it again. And like, it, they like lean into their shittiness rather than show any sort of like, oh, you know what? Like that came off in a bad way, right? Yeah. Like they don't even have to back down like the content of what they say, but they're like, yeah, I'll admit that wasn't a great look. You know? Yeah. And I mean, the fact that he swore on their friendship. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, there's levels, right? There's levels to being a, a, a I was going to say piece of shit, and then I was going to stop myself and then realize why am I stopping myself from saying piece of shit. But I think that's shitty behavior. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I get it and I understand it. You know, you're trying to win money and whatever, but you didn't have to lie to Josh like that to give yourself a chance to win the final. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you and, didn't have to do that. And again, like, okay, so he's, he, like, explains why he had to lie. 
why not just say like hey that was shitty of me i'm sorry also true like once it's but, done and like the show's over why not just say like yeah that was shitty i understand why you're upset i'd be upset too like why is that so hard to say well Polly is also in spin mode here right like you can see a lot of what Polly is doing in this reunion he's trying to also play the cool guy right he's trying to show out a little and be like you know he has to make up for the fact that he looked like a huge chump in the finale and so in this reunion there's a lot of tough guy talk there's a lot of like too cool for school and so i guess maybe he felt he looked way too vulnerable in that uh finale and so he can't be vulnerable again now like imagine him breaking down and being like i'm sorry josh and then they hug it out like in his mind he's like no i gotta be tough i gotta be this i gotta do the, you know that bs masculinity shit and that's that's what i got from paulie in this in this thing like he's just trying to be too suave instead of trying to be like a real person and admit the fact that you did something really shitty mm-hmm. well once again i am glad that Kara and paulie are taking this next season off well the other thing i found interesting john what did you think about Paulie bragging about all the people he brought to the finals and then starts like dancing really terribly doing his like Bruno Mars impersonation I guess but did he like is that something to really be taking so much credit in like he's not the first person to have an alliance that rolls through the house like I feel like that happens every single season is that really something to brag about I don't think so. And again, as you and I have been saying all season on You Killed It, they had nine people. I counted. They had more than nine people in their alliance. Nine people were not going to win the final. <laughs> right? Like you can't, they weren't going to split that prize nine ways. But it's also funny because, you know, someone like while they're trying to justify the work that Pauly did, Someone jumped in and they're like, but wait, look how good the alliance was. Uh, four people won and three of them were in the alliance. And I'm like, that's true-ish. But let's be serious, okay? Rogan might have been in the alliance, but that's really only because Wes got taken out early and then Rogan and and, and uh, Josh jumped to the poly alliance. Cool. CT wasn't really in their alliance. He used the numbers when it became beneficial to him, right? Yeah. And then D, okay, D was just a number. Well, so, I think significantly that, yes, Rogan and D were in that alliance, but the only reason they won is because Jordan and Tori flipped, and then yep. CT at the last minute made a decision against the alliance. And basically, against <laughs> Rogan and D's will, dragged exactly. them out of the alliance. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like the whole bragging about, because they were like, oh, look at all the people we got to the finals. And it's like, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, if your alliance was smart and just, you know, found a way to work with Tori and Jordan, you probably win easily. But then again, maybe they don't make the finals. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. At the so, end of the day, just be better. Uh, yeah. Speaking of being better, 
Then we have uh, a review of Jordan and Tori's engagement and the proposal. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, one of the people who I really enjoyed throughout this reunion was Theo. And I love how he joked that he had seen the ring in advance. And so he threw the elimination so Jordan could have his moment. <laughs> this I, I really think that Theo is funny and clever. Like, I really I thought that was a funny and like charming thing to say. Yeah, no, I thought it was really cool. And the fact that Nani saw the ring and was able to keep this a secret credit to her. Because yeah. you would think that there would be some drunken night or you would just want to tell someone, like share the news with someone else. But the fact that it was kept under wraps. But my favorite part of the whole thing was Kara even being given a chance to admit some form of, okay, maybe I could have handled that a little bit better or maybe I didn't need to be that salty. She still like sticks to her guns. But I like the fact when, it, when uh, the question was, Uh, Why did you think it was so staged or no? What was your issue with them? And she's like, oh, I just thought it was fake and like planned. And Jordan's like, it's a proposal. I planned it. (laughs) Someone has to plan a proposal. That's how they work. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny (laughs) because it's like, yeah, that's a thing. But she's just not a good person. Like, I would not want to hang out with her at all. And I know we'll get to it because I don't know when it happened in terms of chronologically, but the the Laurel, right? And like they had kind of like a real moment where they broke down what happened to their friendship. Mm-hmm. Like you can just tell that Kara deals with being insecure, like super, super insecure, right? Like that's her main issue. And even in this instance, she can't admit, okay, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not being fake. And it's like, really? You think that sitting in a room by yourself reading a book was the most peaceful night you ever could have had in the challenge house? And Like, shut up. Who's buying that? I think you and I said this, but how hard would it have been for Kara to go and sit there at the engagement party for 30 minutes? Yeah. An hour. Just... Or just time it by being like, okay, they're going to have champagne. I will be there. I will toast them. I will congratulate them. Once I'm at the bottom of my champagne flute, I'm gone. Yeah. But also, like, just you don't have anything exit. better to do. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't have to go get caught up on your PVR or whatever. Like, you don't have anything better to do. And you can't convince me that it's impossible for you to find a place to read on that estate that they stay on, right? Like, really? Oh, there's always people coming in and out and distracting you. Like, shut up. Get over yourself. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, It was actually, you just mentioned the Laurel and Cara beef. We get to it now because, well, it starts by... Oh, sorry. We're skipping a really big part. Okay. And by really big part, I mean, like, the only Nick Young part of the whole episode. (laughs) <laughs> because Kara's like calling it staged and she said that it was her happiest night ever because you don't get quiet nights alone and then it cuts to Nick Young and he gave like his famous meme face <laughs> the like what are you talking about I know yeah. a lot of people might not be social media peeps but you've probably seen the meme before of Nick Young and it has like all the whys or question marks 
surrounding him and he kind of has a look on his face like what i thought that was kind of funny yeah i and like i don't think he was like i think that's a real expression that nick makes yeah yeah no 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 like that comes from an actual thing they were filming like Uh, that that like the actual original video it's from like uh let's say like a behind the scenes shoot Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he was like talking to someone and he made that face like what? And then it just stuck and became a meme. But like so it's I an mean, actual like genuine reaction. And like I think this was again a, a genuine reaction on his part. Like I think this is uh, I see what you're saying. Like I don't think he was like being like, oh, this is my thing now. I mean, I think that's actually how he reacts to things. Well, we also I mean, I made that face while listening to Kara. Like, what are you talking about right now? Like, that is stupid. Um. And then Paulie's last line where he, I guess, felt bad for Caro, so he wanted to take some of the heat. And he says, uh, from one cheater to another, congratulations, I guess. Which, I mean, first, I didn't think that was funny. No. But. And then he said he tried to. Is he comparing what he did to what Tori did to Derek? Yeah. Like, that seems just odd to me, but sure. It's cool also, I, I mean, cheating is wrong any way you slice it. But Tori cheated on Derek and then basically immediately broke up with him. Like, ended things mm-hmm. as quickly as she could. Whereas Polly kept shit going for months. Like, he strung along Danielle and Kara for months, if not longer. So it's it's not the it's not quite the same, is it? Like it's disingenuous to say like, oh yeah, we're on equal footing. Not quite. And then he <laughs> tried to defend himself by saying like, oh you know, like I was just taking the piss out of myself. Yeah, it was very weird. Not it was quite. Very weird. Um, also very weird, John. I'll be honest, was the fact that I almost forgot about how epic the Laurel versus Ninja elimination was like when they showed it again i was like oh yes i forgot about how amazing that was in the moment it was so good even to just relive it again and you know the conversation about did laurel celebrate too much uh i kind of i liked her explanation and i will i will say this too i'm a laurel fan like i like laurel I've always liked Laurel. I think she's good peoples. I think she's a great challenger. She's a good competitor. And the fact that she comes off as a jerk sometimes, I just think is like, you're seeing like a real person. And yeah. I'm okay with that because real people do have flaws. That's okay. That's a normal thing. But I thought her explanation that, hey, Ninja came into this thing, you know, so happy and giddy and like doing flips and stuff about how this challenge was meant for her and so in the moment of her winning yeah she went off and she had a celebration that went too far and i all and you know someone said i think it was kara you win with class and blah 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 blah. i'm like i don't know if you ever played sports at a high level right and I, i don't know i just think like Trust me, I understand sportsmanship. I know what that means. But what I'm saying is when you're doing something at a very high level, you are allowed to have uh, a reaction to that. And will your reaction be 
always right? Will it always be professional? Will it always be classy? It might not. And that's okay. That's allowed. And I think her example of, you know, she didn't think she was going to win. Nobody thought she was going to win. And then in the moment, she won against someone who was showboating before it even started. And that was her natural reaction. It was funny as hell. But I, I like her explanation. I agree with her. Also, Laurel, although she was like, yeah, it was in the moment, but she also copped to it being a little embarrassing. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, when you how watch, could it not be? When you watch her reaction, she's like, you know, they have the reacts shot as they're actually showing the footage. Like, she's covering her face and laughing. <coughs> yeah. She's embarrassed. Yeah. Um, but this transitions into Kara and Laurel talking about where their love-hate friendship relationship is. And again, like, Kara is just so nasty. Like, Laurel's having, uh, is, like, explaining, you know, like, yeah, we were friends, but, like, our dynamic was always sort of tense. Mm -hmm. And that we cared about each other, but that we didn't, like, we weren't, like, laughing. Like, it wasn't a relaxing time. And yeah. Laurel, to her credit, she's talking about helping Kara end her relationship with Abram, but she never mentions Abram by name. She just says, like, you're in a relationship and it wasn't healthy and I was trying to encourage you to end it. And it was very tough uh, to see you like that. It was too emotionally exhausting. So I exited the friendship. A very fair thing to say. Yeah. And then at the same time, Kara is like maybe you just want to sleep with me like <laughs> like Laurel's trying to say real things and also like I think Kara was always kind of weird and shitty about Laurel grappling with her sexual orientation when she started to date or become involved with Nicole so yeah. it's just like such a cheap shot when what Laurel's saying about Kara isn't unfair like in that moment Laurel's just saying, like, you're in a bad place. It was hard to see, but I also got frustrated and exhausted. That's all fair game, I think. Mm-hmm. So no, for I agree. Kara to then be like, oh, maybe you want to sleep with me. Like, fuck off, Kara. Like, Laurel's being, I'm not saying Laurel's the most mature person, but she's being the more mature person in this situation. I And again, like, I think whether you like or dislike something that Laurel says or does i applaud it because at least it comes off as real yeah and we forget sometimes people are allowed to make mistakes like that is life that happens i don't know um where where are we going next here uh well hold on i I got distracted by polly's dancing (laughs) that's fair i have a question for you um and that is Judging by their tone, do you think that Kara and Laurel will work things out? I think it depends. I think they'll probably need another situation where, like, I could see it happening if for some reason Kara and Polly are not on the challenge together, but Kara and Laurel are. And then now you're in a house together and you're kind of forced to 
to maybe deal with your BS. And she doesn't have the shield of, oh, well, I'm always with Polly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like how, in a weird way, but different. In a different way, but kind of the same. How Ashley was forced to, like, become friends with people that she wouldn't normally would. Because all of her crew wasn't there. Yeah. Right? I like, th- I think the big problem with Kara is boils down to mental health. And I'm not going to, like, try to diagnose her. But, like, she's definitely insecure it seemed like in Polly's words that she was really struggling with anxiety the past season. And I think a big part of it is that she is constantly on the challenge. So yeah, I think a lot of like the frustrations that we as viewers have with Kara and that seemingly her fellow competitors have with her could actually be cleared up if like she takes a break and like it actually like maybe sees a therapist and like works some stuff out you know what i mean like whatever means she chooses no i hear you i think if she like can clear out like her own thinking and like start to own her behavior a little bit i actually think that it'll be she'll be because i used to quite like Kara. i think that'll be that'll be helpful no, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, you, you talked about maybe having to talk to someone to help them through their issues. Yeah. Maybe D and Rogan might need that. Um, yes. Nice I thought segue. it was funny. Pro level. I thought segue. it was. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Rogan pretended to propose to her. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, also, the question was, what did you think when she said, I love you so quickly? And someone yells, run. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but I guess a big issue here is that D was kind of mad that even after the show, Rogan, like, didn't really talk to her. And, you know, then they play this video, the deleted scene of Rogan saying how he was bored and Polly telling her to keep banging her for the numbers. There's a lot going on here. But my takeaway was you can really tell that D, despite what she says, she is really, really into him, right? Because I think about the fact that, you know, if, if I just won the challenge, right? Or sorry, let me, let me start over. If I got lied to by some girl, but then I ended up winning a quarter of a million dollars, would I rewind that and be like, you know what? I'd rather be in a relationship within the, with this person than win the quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm like? I found, I just found it super weird. And again, I'm saying not like a relationship. That's the love of your life that you're getting married. Right. But it's literally Rogan. Huh. <laughs> it's someone that doesn't really care about you. So that's how I could kind of tell that she was way too into him because she won the money and you would think that I know myself the way that I look at things in life. I try to have a mentality of even when something bad happens, there's a positive. There's always a silver lining. And in this instance, the silver lining is $250,000. Yeah. Right. So why is she still have feelings about Rogan being a douche to her? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, and she'd been warned. Georgia warned her. 
True. I want to give a shout out to Na- Nanny. Nani. Why can't I pronounce anything today? Nani, who explained that Rogan had slid into her DMs before the show and that they mm-hmm. both liked each other. But then the mm-hmm. first night, Nani saw that Dee and Rogan hooked up, so Nani kept her distance. I think that's quite classy of Nani. Again, that's what I was talking about, right? Like earlier, Nani is always very straight up. She's been on the show for a long time. She's been involved in a lot of different awkward situations before on the show. And that comes with experience. And so she knew this is just setting up to be a storyline on the show that doesn't benefit me in any way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. And so if this was, you know, if this is about me hooking up with someone, I'm sure there might be someone else that I could possibly hook up with in the house if that's really what this is about. But other than that, like me trying to then pine after Rogan after he's been with D, like whatever. And, and, then, I, I, and I applaud that. She's been in those drama, those drama or dramatic situations before. And whatever, right? Yeah. And then D says to Rogan, I'll always have your back. D, who seemingly refuses to learn any lessons in life. Like, she said it during the actual show and then repeated this during the reunion that she's loyal to a fault. And, like, she's clearly heard that phrase before and is repeating, like, parroting it back, repeating it back, but doesn't understand that, like, that's not a good thing. Like, the emphasis is on the word fault, not on loyal. Like, she she needs to learn. But like you've had every reason to to have this person continuously tell you they do not want to be with you. Yeah. Right. And and like it's like you're glutton for punishment. You know what? Here's here's where we get real, Sheldon. I, I'm going to do the classic like serious moment with the listeners for all you oh, young wow. bucks that are listening. The most important person that you should be loyal to is yourself, (laughs) right? And I'm not just talking about in terms of like, oh, trying to win the money or like, you know, put yourself first. I just mean that Rogan has been disrespectful and hurtful to D repeatedly. Like, forget the game wise, just like talking about how he wants to ditch her for Nani, talking about uh that she's the weakest link like he was has been hot and cold with her and shitty throughout forget the money for a second d's loyalty should lie with herself and be loyal to the fact that this guy doesn't treat you with the respect you want or the way you want that's where your loyalty should lie so i'm disappointed to see that d is not learning this lesson but she's also like 12 years old so hopefully she learns yeah, I was thinking about that because I, I was thinking like we've all had the guy or girl in our life, right? Oh, Where yeah. like, oh, I really like care about this person and you you obviously end up caring about them way more than they care about you. And, you know, you got dissed by someone. Let's say that, right? Yeah. You've been done wrong by, by uh, a female or a male. Right. Depending on guys, girls, both listeners to the podcast, whatever you're into, whatever you do. Cool. My point is, even if I look back at the girl that did me greasy back in the day. Right. 
I still know that at some point I was like, no, there's something I got from that. Yeah. Right. And then you're fine. You move on. I grew. I learned whatever. Like, do you know how much easier that would be able to I'd be able to have that mentality if two hundred and fifty thousand dollars came along with it? <laughs> like, Come on, man. Yeah, that's I all agree. I agree. She is um, she's 26 for the record. And she is very much making 26-year-old mistakes. 26, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. I was trying to think about what where I was at at that point. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, they do like a montages of a bunch of arguments, CT and Josh, which was kind of funny. I yeah. just love the revelation of CT making them an egg sandwich after, after and then they made up. Yeah. Uh, Polly and Nani. Theo and Polly. I thought it was funny that, you know, I forgot about the Theo and Polly and like Polly kissing him. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Even to see it back. And also my favorite thing is seeing people's reactions, watching the quote unquote fights going down. That's always super cool. I mean, the, but, the reactions throughout the reunion were great. Every, yeah. I don't know if they're mugging for the camera. Like, I don't know if they're, like, putting it on. But some of the people's, like, their faces were so good. Like, covering themselves. Like, D was covering her face with a pillow when they're going over, yeah. like, the shit with her and Rogan. And um, during the, like, fights sort of recap, like, CT and Josh are laughing. Polly and Theo are laughing. I like that. I'm going to assume as Justina asked Theo what he thought of Polly's kissing because Nick Young wasn't saying shit. And <laughs> Theo goes, I see why Kara can't let him go. Like, there's just yeah, like. Yeah, no, that was funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I thought the Kara wishing that she had stepped to Nani when she oh like God. got in Polly's face. That was pretty funny. And I just love Nani's response. Like, you wouldn't have done shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. And we talked about the Nani and, and Polly FaceTiming and Cara being super insecure about it. I'm over talking about them. Uh, Turbo, who I don't really enjoy talking about Turbo much either, but I felt like there were a lot of things here that were kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. A, Turbo's off filming a movie of some sort. Yep. Which cool more power to you turbo my question um, is does turbo know that he's filming a movie or does he just think it's real life and who is he playing is he playing turbo in the movie probably <laughs> so jordan explained the situation that led to their big blow up of when turbo was doing spin kicks yeah <laughs> and knocking over the idols or whatever those things were i can't even remember what they were called but jordan explains that they were supposed to be voting for who the tribunal were going to be. And Turbo was off distracted doing all that. And, and they were trying to have the vote and they were about to just vote in easily someone on Polly's Alliance. And he was trying to like get everyone together so they could pay attention to what was going on. And that's really what started it. But Jordan does actually acknowledge like, oh, should I have gotten in his face like that? No, that was not a good look on my part, and that wasn't good. Like, he takes some of the blame for it. And then I just love how there are so many, not excuses, but explanations. Like, Josh was talking about how so many things get lost in translation with Turbo. 
Yeah. And there were a lot of points where he would like ask him or Polly like just to make sure that he was understanding things correctly, like a lot of the time throughout, which I will say is something that my guy LT has brought up to me at work a bunch as he is a turbo su- supporter. Ah, but, LT. <laughs> but I'll say this. I'll say this. I do love that Leroy eventually was just like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Y'all are acting as if Turbo just didn't do some shit that was crazy as hell. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was just some funny like insight as the way that whole conversation was shaping out. But what did you gain? Did you gain a different perspective of Turbo or his behavior after seeing this scene in the reunion? No. <laughs> but I didn't get I thought his video was trash too. Oh, it was trash. I mean, if that's what his movie's going to look like, I thought I hear what people are saying that, you know, there's cultural differences and there are uh, language barriers. But also, when you are in a culture that's not your own, and in this case, Turbo is in a predominantly like Western, American, British culture within the house, I mean. And, like, mm-hmm. as soon as, I don't know, security guards have are having to restrain you, maybe it's time to rethink what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, can't just, fair. like, show up in Turkey and start doing whatever the fuck I want. Or India or China and be like, well, but this is my culture, so I'm going to do what I want. You know what I mean? No, uh, totally. So, like, I do hear, like, I can understand the initial issues. Like how like I understand the spark, but like the Jordan Turbo fight was over the span of what like six hours, and it was a while. It was a, a while. Like Turbo had the opportunity to like calm down, and as Leroy said, like Turbo was crazy as hell. Like everyone was talking during competitions. Like just don't touch Turbo. Like he can't handle it. So, like it's. I'm sure, yes, that language and culture played uh, a role, but also Turbo has to, is ultimately responsible for his own behavior. And there's no, he doesn't seem to be taking responsibility for that. Nope, that's fair. Totally fair. Uh, They talk a little bit about the Leroy and Cam situation, which I got to say that, I mentioned during the season, I wondered how genuine Cam's affection was towards Leroy. And I got to admit that maybe I was wrong. And maybe I was wrong because in the sense, they seem to be okay with it. Like Leroy seems to be okay with everything that happened. Right. Yeah. And so even though they're not like getting married right now or anything like that, bottom line is whatever did go down, they were both cool with it. And You know, at the end of the day, Leroy got to the final. Cam got to the final. They seem to be good on the show. They said that they haven't hooked up since the show. But I do love Justina saying, oh, so you guys are definitely banging tonight. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Yeah, because they said that they're good friends now. Mm -hmm. And then Justina was like, are you guys, like, could you be together? Like, is there... like a potential future here like romantically and they both quickly and emphatically said yes yeah and i gotta say i was disappointed to find that they weren't like a couple now 
like when they first started when they were first involved whenever they first met a few seasons ago mm-hmm. i really uh i really liked them as a couple and then yeah. i was disappointed to see that it hadn't worked out and how like nasty things got between them on i guess it was war of the worlds and so like you know me sheldon i'm just a fan of love so i was hoping <laughs> that they would be able to like turn the corner i hate to say this because i'm a like i've been a long time big time cam supporter you know this mm-hmm. but i kind of feel like i'm souring on her just a little bit okay i feel I, like i will say i found it weird her and kara's like budding friendship yeah i found that kind of weird but no well, go on her possessiveness about leroy in relation to nani okay i think was disappointing and like during the season and although i believe that there's genuine affection between her and leroy i do feel like she played it to the hilt by moments like i do feel like she manipulated him by moments although it is based off of like genuine romantic connection uh and then she you mentioned that her like budding friendship with kara she sort of defended kara by saying like one thing about kara you know if she doesn't like you she's straight up about that and like i don't actually think that that's necessarily a virtue (laughs) like i agree that there's like i don't know there's a line about there's a line to be drawn between like being honest with your feelings and like acting with integrity and also being a dick yeah and car is a a dick and like i think you can get across to someone that like you're not tight you're not best friends without being rude about it no i agree with that i totally agree with that so I don't know. I I just feel like Cam sort of, I guess, immature hasn't fully developed emotionally. Like she's a little too black and white for my taste. No, I don't know. There's I something think, that's think, putting me off. No, I don't know. I think it's more so she's still like a lot of the other people that we've seen on the show. We kind of know who they are, or at least who they are on television. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I think we're still trying to figure out who she is on TV because when you come on a reality show like this, you're putting out who you think you should be putting out on TV. Right. But then after a while you see people settle into whoever that is that they want to be on TV. Yeah. Am I making sense here? Like Johnny bananas knows who he wants to be on TV. Laurel knows who she wants to be on TV. Same thing goes for Polly even. And you know what I'm saying? So it's not even like a positive or negative thing. It's just, are you confidently portraying who it is that you're trying to put out there? And with Cam, I don't know what that is. Cause sometimes it's very like, you know, Oh, throw me in. I'll beat any of you guys. And then this season was like way different. It was no, me and Carl are besties. And as what did Carl try to say? Oh, we're a family. Everyone tries to make it as we're the cult, but we're actually just a family and we're all friends and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, cool. Sure. I don't know. I got to say one guy. I'm sorry. This is a pet peeve of mine. I think the phrase like we're a family or like, oh, this is a family. I think it's, thrown away way too often (laughs) 
it was also funny how they were talking about Carl's cult or the family or whatever. And I'd literally just watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like huh. two nights ago. So, of course, the Manson family is a thing in that. <laughs> so it was just funny how they made the connection of Kara's cult. And she's like, no, we're more of a family. And someone's like, that's exactly what cults say. <laughs> yeah. They, they're they literally uh, called the Manson kind of family. Yeah. No, I thought that was funny. Uh, another thing I thought was funny, though, was Bear. Yes. And I will say the UK contingent in terms of this entire finale was very quiet like there were some people like i don't think josh said a word the no. entire time um but i was also stunned when nicole got asked a question so like the whole uk side it was odd for them in the re in the reunion but bear was bear right like there was a whole thing about bear being a slag <laughs> which is still funny but he says he has a girlfriend now and you know kind of went through the whole him and Josh and Georgia and uh, Kaylee. And I just thought that whole thing was was funny just because I like Bear is reality TV. Bear yeah. is funny. So I'm not mad at seeing Bear or Bear getting screen time. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but I guess the thing to come out of that was, or the thing that stuck with me, was Georgia saying that her and Josh almost slept together, but Josh was too drunk. Yeah. And for some reason that didn't surprise me. <laughs> and no. hey, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that to like to just straight diss Josh because I feel like that like we've all <laughs> I was so what's wrong with me? I'm like I'm there's so many things I'm about to say shooting from the hip and then I like stop myself. <laughs> but I was gonna say, and I can say this, I feel like we've all had moments where we've talked ourselves out of pussy. Yeah. That's been a moment that's happened before in our lives, right? And I just thought that was hilarious at, to hear, you know, Georgia say, no, no, like, we kissed, we made out, we, you know, we almost did, but Josh was too drunk. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, this, this whole, uh, this whole sort of love pentagon, I guess, so like it starts with Bear <laughs> and his attraction to Laurel, Georgia, and Kaylee. Yes. And then like apparently Bear and Laurel got somewhere between second and third base. Sure. Um That's fair. But when when Nicole spoke out on Bear's relationship with Georgia, I have in in my notes all caps, they bothered having Nicole on the show. Um <laughs> And but then we get into how Georgia and Josh almost hooked up. But then Josh was always trying to kiss Kaylee. Like, how complicated is this? Um, <laughs> the challenge house. You know what it was? It was a reminder of a comment that Bear made earlier on where the Americans are all arguing about something. And Bear's like, you know what? Like, I get it. You guys are all like there's so much strategy and you guys are so angry. He's like. I just come here, you know, have a couple drinks, hang out, and see what happens. Yeah. And I kind of like that mentality because oh, we me talk too. about this a lot. That's what the challenge used to be, right? The challenge was regular people, and I'm doing air quotes that you can't see on a podcast, obviously. But it was regular people doing daily competitions and someone winning. And slowly, and, you know, not coincidentally enough, as the money has gotten more, 
it's turned into obviously more of a physical uh, beast, which still doesn't mean or guarantee you like a win or success, but I'll say more the focus in terms of the people coming on the show centers around your physical attributes. Mm-hmm. Even though someone like, you know, CT, who's not in the best shape that he's been in while being on these shows, right? Or D, who, as we learned in this episode, would say, fuck off, I'm not working out, right? She won. So you have that coinciding with uh, Rogan, who loses in his season his first season then comes back after training and now he's doing a great job so you have all these things wrapped up and bear was just a reminder of like what the another reason why i love the challenge quite simply so it's cool to see bear an interesting thing that happened was georgia doesn't understand why kaylee disliked her on the show and that they used to be friends but she also gave Georgia credit, sorry, Georgia gave Kaylee credit because Georgia was going through a hard time, like in real life, and Kaylee reached out to her to squash things. And yeah. when asked about why, Kaylee said, you know what, like, sometimes it happens in this like, crazy world of reality TV, that people really struggle with like mental health and stuff. And I just didn't want to be yeah. a part of Georgia's struggles. So I thought yeah. like, here's something I could settle. And like, no, I thought that was really cool. And also, it sounds like it happened like privately, which I really like. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, you know me, I always say this all the time whenever we have to review these reunions. I never understand why these people just don't settle their shit one on one. So to hear that Kaylee reached out seemingly one on one and like addressed it credit to her and i i think kaylee is one of the messier people on this show but uh i respect her for doing that for sure and the one scene that i was kind of missing here i mentioned joss never said anything i wanted to hear more from joss and just like the other people on their team even kaylee i wanted to hear them have to speak for how much they messed up this season yeah (laughs) right Yeah, And like Joss didn't have to answer to that. And I wanted to hear him have to answer for the fact that he really messed up. Or I wanted to hear, you know, uh, Georgia and Kyle be like, you guys see now how much you screwed up and how D ended up being in the final. And Jordan, who wasn't even on our team, like if Jordan doesn't come on our team because you guys were just following Polly, like you guys, we might have won. And the only thing Joss said, was it Joss that made this point? I think it was Joss. Yeah, there was the one thing he said in the whole episode. He said that uh, the UK team started to do better because they ran a montage of the UK team consistently losing, mm-hmm. right? And then he said, well, you know, it was tough for us at the beginning, but once we started losing players, you know, we trimmed a lot of the fat. And we started performing a lot better towards the end compared to their team. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to blame this on Esther or uh, what's my next dude's name? The boxer Idris. Like you're not going to Idris. You're not going to blame all your L's on them. Like that's not fair because it's not like the U S had all just great players. Like that's not the case at all. 
Like, yeah. it, it just isn't, right? So I found that kind of a cop-out and him just deflecting from the fact that he fucked up. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, I do think this was a two-hour reunion, but I'm sure that they filmed for at least four hours. And I think that that's partly why we haven't seen a lot of Nick Young. That is probably a bad interviewer. But <laughs> Maybe he was doing a lot of the asking questions of the UK stuff that hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, like, you could tell. I'm sure, like, you specifically, Sheldon, I'm sure could tell that there was a lot of quick cuts. Like, oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Like, we, there's a lot that we didn't see. I also... Totally. And this is me putting my journalist hat on. But the, I thought Justina did a great job, but the, there was not enough follow-up questions. And like one of the things I was most looking forward to was going to be Joss and Rogan and Kaylee having to explain what the fuck they were doing in terms of strategy. And there is not yeah. one question that we saw about this. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. There's not enough made about the fact that the UK team won. Like, even if you just ask the members of the UK team, like, your team won, but only one actual person from the UK <laughs> was on that team, right? Like, those are the things that I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear more from Kyle, even, right? Like, what his thoughts were, because he felt super blindsided. Um, I wanted to hear from even Baron Theo. Yeah. And it, it was just a, it was weird. But again, you're, I think you're right because I think we had Marie on one time and Marie was telling us about just how long it takes to record those episodes. It's like hours and hours and hours that they're there for. So I could only imagine the things that ended up on the cutting room floor. But I think to end, you know, Jordan, I would say, is it fair to say Jordan was the MVP of the season? Yeah. He killed it this season, that's fair to say. Yeah. So it, it was kind of fitting to me that they ended this whole thing with kind of a referendum on if Jordan is a is a jerk or not. And I thought it was it was a really good discussion because you saw both sides of it where Ninja and I'm not even saying that you you came out with who was right and who was wrong at the end, but I think both sides got to say their point in an actual conversation where Ninja was talking about how she thought Jordan was mean in the way that he went about things and, you know, he could have handled it differently. And I think Jordan was saying, if I'm saying to work out and you don't want to work out, cool. Like, that's fine. I'm just telling you I'm here to win. Like, this is a job to me. And so this is what we have to do to put ourselves in a better position to succeed. And I'm going to tell you about yourself. And I kind of agree with everybody I think I think Ninja kind of tries to play the victim a little too much, yeah. but at the same time, I just like that they were able to have a conversation, and I like that Tori was there to call out Jordan. <laughs> yeah, right. And they hug it out. Cool. I was good with it. I I will. What say, do you think? I do think that Jordan is a dick in the game. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think he's super harsh, but as he said, and I agree with him. Everything that he says to people is about the game. Like, he never insults people's personal lives. He doesn't, like, call them ugly or stupid. Well, he'll call their behavior Turbo stupid. Might, 
Turbo might disagree. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like but that was a Conor McGregor walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's pretty, I agree with him that it's just about the game. And here's something that's interesting. Arguably the greatest tr- trash talker on in the challenge like universe is jemmy like jemmy is a fucking shooter right like she will just go after anyone she does not care okay she tweeted last night during the uh during the airing of the reunion she says jordan in the game isn't who he is in real life he was with me on the worst day of my life i can speak on his real life character He's amazing in real life. Hence why he's with Tori. And then she said, yeah. also Ninja. And then she had a an image saying, can I mute you? So <laughs> my point is just that, like, if Jemmy is saying, like, hey, no, like, you're a good person. I believe it. Like, I trust Jemmy's judgment. And also, Jemmy's not afraid to take a run at anyone all facts all facts and also too like you mentioned it he being different on the show like he's here to win money right mm-hmm. and so if you're on his team and you have an effect on his chances of winning the money that's kind of fair right and i mean jerks win jerks are needed you sometimes you need if you played sports before there might be jerks on your team that you need to get along with for the sake of the team. You can't have a team filled with jerks. No. But one or two jerks don't really hurt. Sometimes they motivate. And even D said, you know what? Like, Jordan was pretty cool to us. Like, you know, he didn't bring me down. He motivated me. He would ask me to work out. I would tell him to fuck off. But he wasn't mean to me or anything like that. And in the end of the day, I think Georgia pointed out the fact Basically, if you were with Kara's crew, you thought Jordan, you really hate Jordan. And if not, you just think he's a jerk and that's fine. Yeah, (laughs) I I do think, I don't want to call her a victim, but to blame the victim, Ninja says at one point in this discussion that he, that Jordan would tell her to work out harder and she felt that that was hate. And it's not. Like it's a criticism and you got to have thicker skin. It's hate to a millennial. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> you know, we're millennials, <laughs> Sheldon. We're old millennials, know, but we're millennials. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I know. But Bananas also did bring up the fact that she flipped out on uh, Turbo last year. So if we're talking about who's a hypocrite here. Oh, well, no, but see, that was, that was a trash point by Johnny. <laughs> Because it's not hypocrisy if you make a mistake and you learn from it. And Ninja apologized to Turbo at the time. And she's now saying, like, like just because Ninja did it doesn't mean that it's right. Fair. Very true. Like, where's the room for personal growth in Johnny's world? But also, look at where Johnny is in life. Like, he's not for, like, he's 38 or 39. Is he as mature as he could be at 38 or 39? No. <laughs> Uh, what was uh, your line of the episode? Oh, I don't even know if I have a line of the episode. I wrote some stuff down, but I can't remember if I said it already or not. Our like hour and a half long podcast has my brain feeling like kind of mush right now. Um, 
I don't know if I had a line of the episode. Did you have a line of the episode? I mean, there's a. I thought Theo was very funny. Like his okay. line about how like I can see why Kara hangs on to him. And uh, there's something else that Theo said. Oh, when he said that he threw the elimination for so, because he <laughs> saw that Jordan was going to propose. Like I thought, I thought Theo in general was hilarious. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he was good. He's also been a great Twitter follow because he's been to, like throughout the season after he was eliminated, he was taking runs at Joss and Rogan, and it was pretty good. I, can we name an MVP for a reunion? Is that is that possible? I'm gonna say it's Nick Young. <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> Nick Young. I still don't. Get, I'm like, how did that happen? I still want to know how that happened. Like, who was like, okay, we need someone to host. Who can we fly out to London to, to do this? I know. Let's get Nick Young. What? Nick Young was... I guess because they had Victor Cruz for one season? But that was shit like pros versus champs. Like, that was... I don't know. Hey, I don't don't know. (laughs) But yes, I'm going with Nick Young. (laughs) You're, you're, You're doubling down like Kara on that, eh? I am. I am. Shouts to Swaggy P. Oh, my God. Every time I... Everyone talks about the, like, what really gift that he does. Yeah. But to me, the, like, ultimate swaggy P one is where he shoots the three and he's walking away and he's got his arms in the air and the ball bounces out. <laughs> yes. To me, that's sure. the ultimate swaggy P gif. Um, I, I, think, I think I just said it, that Theo's my MVP just because he was funny and, and charming. Um, no, that's fair. That's the, fair. I, I do want to say, notable by his absence, was Zach. Yeah, I saw on Twitter Zach was at a wedding. I think he said his like best friend got married. He posted a picture of him and Jenna, mm. and he said, uh, missed the reunion. He was at like his best friend's wedding or something like that was that weekend, and Jenna looked way too hot for him to leave her. Yeah. Good for Zach. I th- I really liked Zach this season, and I would have liked his commentary in the reunion. But agreed. I think he. I do think he made the right choice, skipping the reunion. Also agreed. Um, I guess this is the last episode of You Killed It for a while. Yeah, I mean, it was a great 2019. Yeah, really enjoyed it. A lot of fun. A lot of fun interacting with the people on socials, and I don't want that to stop. So continue hitting us up with any and everything for sure, because I really do enjoy reading the messages. And it's cool. It's cool knowing that, you know, we do this because it's a lot of fun. And it's cool to know that other people enjoy the conversations as well. And we ultimately want you to feel a part of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So by messaging us, we know that you are. So shouts to you guys. And, I mean, you and I are both very active on Twitter. So follow us and, you know, you can chat with us about other things. As we've been recording this podcast, I tweeted wondering what wine best goes with uh, Swiss Chalet. Getting some responses on that. So hopefully (laughs) I continue to get some responses. Sheldon, what wine do you think best goes with Swiss Chalet? 
Swiss Chalet gravy wine? <laughs> I mean, I will straight up drink Swiss Chalet gravy, but like, I was looking for a little alcohol too to go with my quarter chicken dinner with my festive special. That time of year. <laughs> Do they have Swiss Chalet in the States? No. That's that's the best part. This is Swiss Chalet talk is our Canadian, our deep cut, our Stockwell yeah, Day say, shout I out. Like, I was like, wait a second. There's no way there's Swiss Chalet in the States. No, it's pure Canada. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, where can the people find you on social media with all the social media talk? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at sheldon alexander like follow all that fun stuff and shouts to the people for rocking with us on soundcloud and itunes and google play and youtube and all those places really appreciate you guys because you know to see the the soundcloud numbers man it's really cool people rocking with us on youtube's really cool yeah yeah shouts to the you killed it army yeah okay we could be an army uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J. Chidley Hill. And until sometime in the future, this was You Killed It. See you in 2020. You killed it.